0: Planning a summer break? Experience the best of Ireland inside and out at Clayton Hotels. With nationwide destinations, you can soak up amazing coastline views, then soak in the atmosphere in our welcoming bars and spacious lounges, squeeze in local attractions, then stretch out in our big family rooms. Enjoy endless adventures, followed by meals made to thrill and heavenly moments alongside real luxury. For the best rates, always book on ClaytonHotels.com.
1: I'm Rod Serling. You're listening to the Zero Hour. Rest your eyes, exercise your imagination. week, Bill S. Ballinger's sound portrait of an unlikely hero, The Air Hunters, starring Ken Berry, Joanne Worley, and Edgar Bergen. In Elliot Lewis's production of The Zero Hour.
2: The Mutual Broadcasting System presents The Zero Hour. Sponsored in part by Baker State Motor Oil, State Farm Insurance, and the makers of V8 Juice.
1: week a story about the eternal optimist, someone who always wakes up on the right side of the bed, even if the right side happens to be against a wall. It's the story of Dean Quinn, a young man born as a member of the human race, a species whose behavior patterns leave him in a state of bewilderment. It's a world perhaps gone mad that's best treated as a joke, one continuous stream of one-line gags. And the funny thing of it is... Dean Quinn gets along fine, fine until he awakens one evening in a most peculiar waterbed and awakens to the realization that he himself has been playing straight man in a bad joke. The punchline is murder. Our story this week, The Air Hunters, begins after this word. A man in business
3: named Norm loudly blew up a giant storm from tax laws which hosed his business was closed. Regrettably, that's today's norm. Well, you can stop this drift to welfare and unemployment if you work to modernize and simplify the federal tax codes covering small business. With updated tax laws, small business can remain in business, expand, better serve your community, and create more jobs. There is no reason to continue under 35-year-old tax laws. Laws can be passed by Congress to equalize small business taxes. So let's do something about small business tax reform. Let's write the National Small Business Association Jefferson Building, Washington, D.C. That's NSB Jefferson Building, Washington, D.C.
1: Picture this. A clear, star-filled, windy desert night just outside of Palm Springs. A dirt road leading off the highway, meandering through sand and sage up toward the base of the towering San Jacinto Mountains. Nestled within an oasis of tall ponds, a single house, a veritable hideaway. The inside lights are on, but the house deserted. A sliding glass door is open, leading to the swimming pool. In the shadow of the diving room, the shapely body of a beautiful woman floating face down. In the shallow end, a second body. A young man bleeding from the head and for the moment, alive. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. Where am I? Oh. I... What am I doing here?
4: Ow got zapped in the head. Uh, uh, how did a nice young fella like me get into a spot like this? I mean, my God, she's dead, and I'm supposed to be. What, what happened? What, what started it? Uh, I was in New York, okay, and I got sick with pneumonia, right? And my friendly physician said, go west to the warmth, okay? So I leave the Big Apple, and I stick out my thumb, and I head for the land of sunshine and movie stars. I arrive with a grand total of $3.68 to my name. My name, Dean Quinn. Yeah, it's all coming back. Boy, oh, think... Think you needed money. The Superb Printing Company in Hollywood is a, a box like brick building hiding beneath a coat of peeling pink plaster. There was a sign in the window. Bill Passer Wanted. Well, I didn't know the first thing about passing bills, but I was willing to learn. I went in. It smelled exactly like a printing plant should. Ink type cleaner and hot metal. A fat guy was running around a small flatbed press all hot and sweaty with ink smeared on his big horn-rimmed glasses. The press was churning out handbills printed on vivid green paper. The fat guy was looking over his Coke bottle lenses at me. Are you the boss?
0: Yeah. Malop.
4: Mr. Malop, my name's Dean Quinn. Oh, not Malab. Malab. Malcolm Lab. Oh, sorry. It's sort of hard to hear in here. Uh, you need a guy to pass out handbills? Mm. Ever stuffed them before. Oh, I'm an old stuffer from way back. What's the pay? Four bucks a thousand. But if I find
5: places been skipped, I don't pay. Well, I don't blame you. Hey,
1: you got a bag? Uh, like a newspaper carrier? No. Yeah, now, wrenching. Dollar deposit. Now, just you Step over here. Right here.
0: Hey, see this wall map? Yeah, long here. You see,
4: this is your area. Well, I was really hustling. Didn't even have a place to stay, and I already had a job. It takes a gross amount of walking to stuff a lousy thousand handbills i just about finished the last of my supply when I came to a dingy little bungalow court called the El Cairo. Nothing Egyptian about it, just might have been built about the same time as the pyramids. I padded right into the courtyard, surrounded on three sides by grimy, white-framed bungalows. Cracked walls, brown walks, dead bushes, and, and a bird bath no self-respecting sparrow would use. I stuffed, crammed, and pushed a bill into every tiny mailbox on each of the little stoops. On the door of the last bungalow was a card which said, Manager. I had just left one of my green specials and started for the street when I heard her.
0: Wait a minute.
4: Well, who, me? Are you talking to me, lady?
0: Uh, Come here, I want to talk to you.
4: I just stood there for a minute with a big, stupid grin on my face, staring at this girl. And I mean a big girl. six one in her stocking feet. And she was barefooted. I don't mean fat. I mean she's just big. Big all over, but in proportion. Nice features, just larger than life. And really neat old kind of red hair she was wearing up, but it kept falling down. And very nice legs. Great gams. And displaying outstanding size up top. <laughs> she was pretty. About my age, too, but I had the feeling she needed a man more like something off Mount Rushmore. Hello,
0: girl You can't be making much passing these things out. Yeah, it's lowly, but honest.
4: Better than selling violets or making charcoal.
0: Well, how'd you like to make a few extra dollars?
4: Dollars? I presume they're a form of currency unknown to me at the present time.
0: Got a minute? Come inside. Hey.
4: fly-like, into her parlor. The room was something straight out of a mail-order catalog, a dream of stained furniture, part wood and part plastic. I eased down on the edge of an imitation leather sofa and watched while she folded back the sleeves of her caftan.
0: I'm Miss Temple. Formally, I'm Mr. Quinn. I own El Cairo Court. Oh, that's nice. Well, my father left it to me when he died, nearly three years ago. You know, it's too much for a woman to handle alone, plumbing and patching up things, nailing stuff together, listening to the tenants complain. Uh, you, you said something about me making money? Oh, yes. Number nine bungalow. It's been closed for two years, and it's filled with trash and junk. It has to be cleaned up and stuff thrown out. I don't have a rubbish disposal service. Mm, and I don't have a car. Could you borrow one? I doubt it. Well, do you have a driver's license? From New York. Oh, hmm. I have a car you could use. Of course, I couldn't pay you very much. Uh, how much is much? Ten dollars. Well, I know it would cost 25 to hire a man with a truck. Uh,
4: look, this job, passing bills, it's still good for a few more days. If it's okay to clean out the bungalow on my own time, when I get around to it, then,
0: well, yeah,
4: I'll do it. (laughs) Good On one condition.
0: Well, if there's anything worth selling, you can have it. No, sell it yourself and keep the money. It sounds good, but I'll have to stay in number
4: nine until I get it cleaned out. It's too far between my uh, my hotel and the printing company and here to get around. You know. Oh, the place is an awful mess. Well, look, if I can't stay, I couldn't take the job. Well, huh? all right. If you can stand it, you
0: can stay, Mr. Quinn.
4: Uh, it's Dean. Now, what's your name besides Temple? You can call me Beth. You got yourself a deal, girl
5: Morning, Mr. Thompson. Sure is cold this morning. Cold? It must be 94 in the shade. I mean it's cold inside your car's engine. Why didn't you say so? You didn't ask. Well, just tell me how my engine can be cold on a swallowing day. Glad you asked. When you start a car first thing in the morning, your engine is cold. That's true, but so what? A cold engine does a bad job of burning gas. It can make soot, dirt, and acids form in your motor oil. And they can sure damage an engine. What can I do about it? Glad you asked. Instead of asking for my cheapest oil, you can start using a quality motor oil, Quaker Steak. Nothing finer than Quaker Steak. It's made scientific to neutralize acids and to hold solids suspended so they don't gouge out your engine. Well,
4: thanks for telling me, Caleb.
5: Down a court, Mr. Thompson. Quaker State? Well, yes. Why didn't you give me Quaker State before? You didn't ask.
0: Quaker State, your car. Keep it running up.
4: I finished delivering the handbills and made it up to Griffith Park and got my knapsack out from under the water pipe where I'd left it. Back at El Cairo Court, Bungalow 9, the heavy work began. Man, you never flashed anything like it. A solid layer of dust over everything. Old cartons, dozens of them. And stacks all the way to the ceiling of newspapers and magazines and paper bags. All kinds of junk you wouldn't believe. All of it worthless.
0: I brought you some fresh sheets and pillowcases.
4: Oh, thanks. Thanks. Who was living here, a tribe of Turkmen sheepherders?
0: An old man, Edgar Rhine. He died. Well, he sure didn't take it with him. Did anyone ever go through this stuff before? Oh, I guess so. Well, after Mr. Rhine passed away two years ago, some man came out from the tax assessor's office. He looked through it and then went away.
4: You didn't run away screaming?
0: I've prepared my repast for the evening. You're welcome to join me.
4: Got over to her bungalow, supper was ready and waiting. The table was set for two, meat and potatoes, my kind of repast. I could tell she was taking a shine to me. I don't want to brag, but I just have a way with women. Up close, she was better looking than I thought. About a half-size model would have been perfect.
0: Did you have enough to eat?
4: Plenty, and it was plenty good, too, girl.
0: It's all right to call me Beth. Yeah, I know. Tell me about yourself, Dean. Mm, What's to tell Where are you from?
4: As of last week, New York. The Big Apple.
0: Oh, New York. Once I hoped I could go to New York, try to get a job there. I dreamed of being a showgirl. You know, one of those big ones parading around in a gorgeous costume with feathers and sequins. Why didn't you? I didn't have the money. Besides... I didn't have any talent. I can't sing or dance. maybe not,
4: but you're big enough. What? Well, no, I mean, uh, I mean, you've, you've got the build for it.
0: You're right. That's the trouble. I'm just too damn big. Men don't like women as big as I am. Terrible thing is, I'm still a woman, but they think I'm a freak or something. Let's not talk about it.
4: Okay. Let's talk about old Edgar Rhine. If he's been dead for two years, how come you haven't
0: cleaned out number nine before? Well, a couple of years before my father died, Dad needed money pretty bad, and Mr. Ryan offered to take a five-year lease and pay the rent in advance at a 25% discount, so Dad took it. About a year after Dad, Mr. Ryan died too, so I just locked up the place for the rest of the time. Sounds like Mr. Ryan had a lot of money. Not really. Oh, of course, he was a miser and saved everything, but all the county found was less than... in a bank book he had in his pocket when they took him to the hospital. How old was he? Um, 75 maybe. He died from a stroke.
4: Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, all right already. I'm up, I'm up. mattress. Uh, No wonder, look at that lump. Oh, that'd be great if there was money in there.
1: Oh, hey, what's this?
4: These are, these, oh, 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 these are bank books. Look at those beautiful decimal points Ten thousand dollars Ten thousand And and another Boy, oh, your ship has come in Number one with the largest company, and uh, you don't get to be the largest company unless you're doing a little extra for people.
1: State Farm agent Bill Rich talks about car insurance value.
4: You know that if a consumer feels State Farm is number one, it's got to be on two things: service and price. We only got there because we were as competitive as anyone, and because we're there to serve. It's funny, it's funny. I sat on the bed in that miserable little room laughing and having a great time thumbing through my latest find. Each book was credited with a deposit of 10,000 bucks, a total of $100,000, but not in the name of Edgar Rhine. They all had similar initials, Edward A. Rankin, Elmer B. Raymond, Elgin C. Reed, and so on. And there was only one savings book to a bank, 10 different banks. I looked inside the plastic envelope again. And I found a brittle yellow newspaper clipping. It said, Mrs. Etta Rhine Martin, 28, of 119 Turner Street, died yesterday after a long illness. She is survived by her husband, Charles K. Martin, and her daughter, Helen. Services will be held at 2 p.m. Thursday at the Willow Chapel Funeral Home. The clipping had no date and no town where it had been published. I turned it over, and on the back was the name of a store from a corner of an ad, Sabin's. Although I realized it was sort of a lousy thing to do, I decided not to tell Beth. I'm as honest as the next guy, but I figured this was a special case. Besides, she'd said anything I found cleaning out the bungalow, I could keep. So at least for now, I'd keep the discovery to myself. True words were never spoken. I'll be right in.
0: Coffee's ready. Help yourself to orange juice and toast.
4: Oh, good grits, pretty lady. You know, Beth, you look great in the morning. Oh, Dean,
0: you're making me blush. Uh, Can I borrow your car today? Aren't you going to
4: work? Sure, later. Then why do you need the car? Oh, well, you know, I thought maybe I'd start the day right by unloading some more of that old man's trash. But it isn't dark.
0: You're liable to get in trouble. I'll be careful. Alright, take it. Thanks. Um. incidentally, do you know if
4: Edgar Ryan left a will?
0: Mm, I don't think so. That's what the assessor was looking for and didn't find.
4: Mm. Did the old boy ever have any visitors or relatives?
0: I can't remember anyone.
4: After he died, didn't anyone ever come to ask for him? Make any inquiries about him? Not that I know
0: of. Seems to me you're asking an awful lot of questions about him. No, I'm just wondering. Thought maybe they wanted his uh, his clothes or stuff or something. Even so, you've been awfully interested for somebody who didn't know him.
4: Just to make it look good in case Beth was watching, I tossed a few bundles of magazines into the car. Old Man Ryan's golden geese were tucked securely in my inside coat pocket. My heart was beating against them. Then I took off for the superb printing company and my separation pay. I dumped the magazines in a big green bin out behind the brick building and went in. You them all delivered, kid? You bet. Here's my bag back. I won't need it anymore. <laughs> Too tough for you, huh? <laughs> all right, it's my feet. Uh, I wear orthopedic shoes. Can I have my money? Uh, here. Don't spend it all in one place. Wait, this is only two bucks. Where's the rest? Well, first I have to see if you deliver them all.
0: Come back in a few days and pick up your check.
4: Oh, forget it. I won't need it anyway. I converted the two dollars to gasoline and drove Beth's old crate to Universal City. Besides the film studios and the tour, Universal City features a number of other businesses housed in a couple of office buildings. The one I wanted was Clarence J. Walden and Associates. Walden was famous for digging up missing heirs. He worked on a commission basis up to 40%. I figured since this was my first time, I'd work for less. It was a large office with half a dozen desks and secretaries. Walden himself had a private office, his personal secretary, a nice gal named Nora, showed me in. Walden was a, a nervous, fidgety, middle-aged man. Slightly bald, and he wore glasses. There were rows of playing cards spread out on his desk. He played solitaire all through my introduction. Uh, see, us uh, see, Red King, if I could just free this pile. Uh, what, what can I do for you, Mr. Quinn? Mr. Walden, these are my credentials. Photostats, of course. I don't want you to think I'm some nut off the street. Uh, B.A., free law, University of Wisconsin. Honorable Discharge U.S. Army, Fort Dix, New Jersey. Yes, Judge Advocate G- General's Corps, because of my slight legal background. I spent my hitch doing just, oh, uh, well, you know, ordinary investigations. Uh, well, what's this student ID card? Columbia University, one year to go in law school. I had to drop out this semester, but I'll be back next year to graduate. Now, why I'm here? Uh, To make a claim of some kind. To find an heir. I happen to know of an estate worth $100,000 in cash. No one else even knows it exists. Not even the state. Yeah, lots of rumors about lost estates. When we investigate, they don't pan out. Oh, this one will. I have proof. It's like I said, uh, lots of rumors about estates. Oh, this one's no rumor. Mm, well, it is until I see some proof. You know, I'll, uh, I'll need a small stipend for my services. Mm. Say, uh, 150 a week plus expenses and, oh, 25% of whatever you get. I yes, see. One Red King. Mm-hmm. Say, uh, 100 a week? 75 a week drawing account plus expenses for one year against your finder's fee. Take it or leave it, I'll take it. Smart nose, that's me. A waiter inner where others more sensible would fear to tread. But not me, not old Bean, no sir. With me it's just one death-defying idiocy after the other. And this time I pushed To the limit. You
2: are listening to Mutual's presentation of The Zero Hour.
1: Tomorrow at this time, rest your eyes and listen here to this week's continuing study in suspense, The Air Hunters. I'm Rod Serling, and this is The Zero Hour.
2: This episode brought to you in part by Quaker State State Farm and V8. You have been listening to The Zero Hour, a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting System in association with Hollywood Radio Theater, heard every weekday at this time. Rod Serling is your host. Zero Hour is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. The Hollywood Radio Theater theme was played by Ferranti and Teicher and is now available on United Artists Records and Tapes. Hugh Douglas speaking. Tune in tomorrow and once again, rest your eyes and listen here to the Zero Hour. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.